Hello and welcome to Top Gun Minute, it's your daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and sing our way through Tony Scott's movie Top Gun, one serenading minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Boucher, call sign Kaboom, and with me again is Niall McGowan and John Parker from the Bat Minute. Hey! Hi there, <laughs> we're from Bat Minute. <laughs> And I will always keep my eyes. Oh, no, I will always close my eyes uh, <laughs> when I kiss your lips. That's my uh, solemn promise to all out there. Well, there's uh, nothing weirder than keeping your eyes open during a kiss. You can have them open a little bit at the start and at the end, but don't keep them open. That's creepy. Yeah. Tom Cruise is the kind of guy who probably does that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise is creepy? What? <laughs> oh, I'm well, shocked. I know we're making jokes and saying he's creepy. That's that's in retrospect. Back in the day, back in this era, I don't. Everyone thought he was amazing and didn't think he was creepy. Well, that, yeah. that I recall, anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know because uh, uh, my gauge is all off on these things because I then always listen to Batman. And, like they'll know that like I for, notoriously for a long time. Like my, most of my life, thought that Jack Nicholson was supposed to, was regarded as a sexy guy. It turns out he wasn't. Uh, I, and I look at Chris O'Donnell, and I'm just like, this is the blandest thing that's ever existed. Why would anyone be into this guy? Tom Cruise, I look at, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, and I've seen people like even in that that you know that new clip from Cobra Kai when Johnny Lawrence is talking about him, and you know his, his girlfriend's just like, oh, he's Tom Cruise is so handsome in that. <laughs> it's like, right. was he Tom Cruise? I think you had to be the right age at the right time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't. He does not. Again, though, it might just all be in retrospect, though. Because I'm just about, yeah. yeah, he's a, he is a creepy guy, though. He's a creepy, <laughs> intense man. But yeah, back in this era, I, and it, probably because of this movie, I remember like because my sister's five years older than me, so she was the right age to be into this kind of thing. And I, she thought he was sexy, like she mm. loved him. Well, yeah, they're of him. He's kept himself in good <laughs> nick. I'll give him that. So <laughs> he's barely yeah. aged. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I realized we went off on a tangent before you even uh, introduced your minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We should talk about that. Minute 23 starts with some eyes and ends with some loving. Mm. And, uh, like a nice minute to me. That's all you need with me. <laughs> one minute. One minute. <laughs> we'll get to because. Obviously, I don't know which way you want to go at this. Do you want to address the song first, or do you want to address like what's happening in the scene first? Doesn't matter to me. I mean, if you want to start with the song, but the guy, I'll, I'll say like, as much as Goose didn't want to, because this is this song is classically a duet. This is you know the Righteous Brothers. You've lost course. that love and feeling. Usually yeah. done performed by two people, and like, there's no reason why Maverick couldn't just do the song himself but it's like no goose is yeah the goose is such a good wingman he's such a good friend even though he didn't want to do it he's there he's singing better than maverick like he's kind of like it's almost as if he doesn't want to do it because like i'll remind me of my failed singing career i was so close (laughs) to being a star (laughs) and you know i nearly made it maverick but damn it man why you have to keep reminding me (laughs) i do like this whole thing with goose though it's like you know he you find out I don't know if you know yet, but you do find out, of course, he has a family. Right. Um, 
So that makes him an even better wingman in a way. There's nothing in this for him. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, not, no, he's think... not here trying to cheat on his uh, his lady. No, no, no. Right. He's just going to help his friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, Goose is a good guy. I hope nothing bad ever happens to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me, me too. Yeah. But, but you know, he did he did say it was his turn this time. So he mm. bet Maverick the 20 bucks. Yeah. You think the, I, no, I get maybe... the impression that was like back in the day, though. You, know? you think this was yeah. the move that won Meg Ryan? Yeah. Was... Ooh. I think I I'll, I'll imagine how outraged she would be to find out that they're still pulling this, this move. <laughs> that wasn't just for me. Maybe that's yeah. why he's just like, oh, no, no, we can't do that. He's like, oh, the, the, the Mrs. Fine <laughs> Yeah, It's going to get around the base, and yeah. I'm screwed. And then she finds out, like, oh, sorry, honey, you were like the 15th girl that night. I, I, I did that You're the first one it worked on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oh, it worked too no. well. <laughs> I got a goddamn kid out of it. What the hell am I supposed I... to do? I definitely get the impression, though, that that line about this time, you know, I think maybe it's just like a little joke. Like they used to do it back and forth, you know, in the old days. But he's, he's you know, been in a relationship for a while now, so he doesn't get up to these shenanigans anymore. Mm. But, but he still sort of teases him about it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he slips. He, he's... He, he still follows Maverick wherever he goes. Yeah, mm. well, he's his wingman. Well, he's not yeah. necessarily his wingman. He's in the same damn cockpit as him. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, but yes. Yeah, so the thing is, though, as endearing as this all is, like everything about this, though, in reality, like in a movie, it's like oh, okay, I guess that's cute. Everything in reality about this would I've I would hate. <laughs> I yeah. would hate. I would hate it happening to me. I would hate having being a part of it. I would hate to witness it from afar. Yeah. Right. Because everything about us is like, this isn't so much charming Kelly McGillis. This is kind of basically making it so she can't say no. Because yeah, he like starts... a public proposal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is the jumbo screen at a yeah. football game. And it's it doesn't help that, like, everyone joins in. She's got, like, what, 60 people staring <laughs> at her saying, come yeah. on. It's like, she has to go, okay. Like, it's yeah. just, you know... So you've not won her heart through this. You've just no. caused it like a massive amount of discomfort and begrudgingly made her go like, okay, yeah, you can sit down. And <laughs> then she's going to move. And like literally within the, like, within the next 40 seconds, she's out of there again. Right. Well, it's embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, it's a bit like when, I don't know, you're at a party and a friend just gets out an acoustic guitar. Yeah, starts playing yeah. and singing, and you have to feign interest. Like, uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Or like when um, when I was a kid, and I'd I'd go for my birthday to uh, TGI Fridays, and and uh, you know someone informs the the staff, oh, it's it's this kid's birthday, and they all come over and they sing, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, mm. what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and then the whole place is looking at you. <laughs> but the thing, what what the extra level of awkwardness to this and i don't think the movie ever addresses this is that like maverick doesn't know who she is no but like right. presumably the rest of the bar does so yeah, when you... they're all joining in in this sing-along they know like this is she's gonna be in charge of like flight instruction and stuff and it's like it's kind of it's like basically if you were like in a high school were accidentally flirting with the teacher and a lot of the <laughs> other students were like yeah let's you know let's let's egg this on even though we know this is insane. <laughs> and then that's kind of undermines it makes it's kind of humiliating her in front of all these people because they're like, Oh yeah, this dude was coming on to you. And I was like, Oh, it's so funny. And it's like, 
I'm supposed to be a figure of dignity and like authority that you're supposed to be looking up to. And it's like, yeah, this whole, the whole scenario to me is very awkward. And I'd yes. say, I, 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 I do not, I do not, I care for it in watching it. And it's like, oh, this is funny and entertaining, but it's like thinking about it for more than two seconds. I was like, oh, and I'd never, ever do this to anybody ever. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like I, that is a note I wrote. I just put, would this work? Because she does look awkward. But I think that is that's part of the the story, to be honest. Mm. And then uh, towards the end, she does look kind of charmed as well. Like, okay, fine, you know, you, right. you took a risk. But <laughs> she also, you know, it doesn't win her over immediately. She is no. kind of like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay, so could... I think it is meant to be awkward. Like he thinks, oh, this is a home run. <laughs> no, it's like it could be though that this is like this isn't even like a goose maverick old play this is like oh everyone does this is like a couple of times a night this happens oh this, like all the pilots do this yeah they're like oh so she sees yeah yeah but she's just like oh, okay so i'm not trying but all right okay just like it, the song's only two minutes okay <laughs> like, like 10 pilots have done this to her before yeah <laughs> and it's like as soon as they walk out you just hear the background just like you never close it's like, oh for god we did it we did it <laughs> classic move yeah it is weird though that um, this this scene is referenced in one of my other favorite movie franchises, uh, Scream. In uh, Scream Two, there's a very memorable bit where uh, Jerry O'Connell gets up, like you know, he's dating Neve Campbell, Sidney Prescott, main character mm-hmm. of the whole franchise, right? And uh, you know, they're in a you know college lunchroom. And he starts singing to her. And like as he's doing it, Timothy Oliphant's like, oh, Top Gun, 1986 to drop. Like, this is a reference to that. Although he really sings, um, I think I love you. And that's by the, the Partridge family. I don't know why they changed oh, it. Yeah. That. But I have a theory as to why they might have changed it. Because the lyrical content of you've lost that loving feeling isn't all that romantic <laughs> when, right. you, when you break it down. But um, the thing is, like in Scream too, it kind of works because they're already together, and he's just like offering her like his, you know, class letters or whatever. It's a very kind of twee little like, yeah, I just want you to be my girl officially, <laughs> kind of that kind of thing. That's fair enough because it's like, oh, everyone knows each other, and it's like they know that they're boyfriend and girlfriend, and it's like it's a declaration of love. This is just like stranger in a bar starts sort of singing at random lady. She feels pressured to be like, oh, okay, sit down. And the whole bar's in on it. So even if she, like, there's no way out for her. Like, there's nowhere to run. There's nothing, there's nothing, you know, we don't know what, if she has any kind of social anxiety issues or anything like that. This is, it's such a horrible scenario to put someone in. But uh, I'm sorry that I've been on here to drain the fun out of the much beloved, you've lost that. <laughs> no, no, because I think, I think you're meant to feel that a little bit. Like, yeah. again, because her whole reaction to it is kind of like, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, should also note, though, in, it being in Scream 2, of course, sung by Jerry O'Connell, the star of Sliders. <laughs> there you go. It's all connected. They didn't even have the, this movie's only got one of them. They had a bunch <laughs> of Sliders. <laughs> I had yeah. a question as well, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll know the answer. Oh, to so, <laughs> I just got the thing. It's like, one of that character, Slider, he's like, I'm lost in between dimensions, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm desperately trying to get back. <laughs> Oh, that's that his backstory. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, much like Val Kilmer, I came up with my own character backstory, and that's why he's called Slender. Oh, that is perfect. I love mm-hmm. it. 
but I do have a question which uh, I assume you'll know the answer to. What's that? Is this Tom Cruise singing? Yes. Yeah. It is actually him singing. I didn't know yeah. if they'd like overdubbed him. Because uh, though I actually I assumed it was because what I like about this scene and, and his singing is that it it's not perfect. You know, it's not like, oh, he's suddenly a, a pop star. It sounds like a dude who has just burst into song in a bar. Mm. Like, yes. And I don't mean that as a diss. It's not bad. Like, he's, he's fantastic compared to me. But it's not, you know, like uh, American Idol level. You know? Right. <laughs> Which it shouldn't be. It sounds realistic. It sounds like this guy singing a song. And I thought that right. was great. Yeah. Mm. I actually think that Anthony Edwards' part, when he sang that little line, was actually a lot a little bit better singing than Tom Cruise. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. totally. I don't. Yeah. I wonder if Cruise, like, if he like affected a little bit worse of a singing voice to kind of add to the comedy. To be uh, like, oh, no, like, I could pull off a half decent version, but like, I'll, I'll add a little bit of a warble, a little bit to make it sound like. Yeah, but it's it's not uh, too I, much. It's it's still good. Like, yeah. it's that though. It's like kind of like it's a good karaoke performance. Yeah. To me, I think Tom Cruise is a perfectionist. If it ain't perfect, then he's not going to do it. So, and I mean, I know this is only his, you know, he's only did a handful of movies before this, but I still think he had it in him to want to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't see him trying to mess it up any more than he could. Hmm. I don't know if it's, um, you're saying oh you know it's it's good john's like is it though <laughs> like i think it's I good mean, what i mean it, is it's, it's not, not like... it's not great but it's no no i, th I thought it was very like eh, <laughs> it was supposed to be like he's not the best at singing that was no, but that's what i mean like he shouldn't be he's just no. a guy in a bar singing a song yeah, yeah. and can imagine not, when like nicole it's not terrible in. you're not covering your ears like oh geez it, <laughs> yeah. it's realistic I imagine like post divorce when like Nicole Kidman was riding high with Moulin Rouge and that that single she had out with Robbie Williams. Tom was going around like, look, I can sing too. Come on, everyone, watch what's that? You've got this other like, no, Tom, we don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't got she hasn't lost that love and feeling. Yeah. But no, it could I... it, it could also be that, you know, they did it took them like three hours to film this scene. Oh. Oh. So can you imagine them to three hours singing this song over <laughs> and over and over? That's why, I, like, yeah. when Tom was in Eyes Wide Shut and all those multiple takes with Kubrick, he's like, ah, I'm fine. Like, I had to do that. <laughs> I had to do that. Carry so Oki for Tony's got like 25 times. So, yeah. if I can survive that, I can survive any of this. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate it because, say, if this movie came out now, which it's about to again, right. um, they would they would overdub him with some goddamn singing genius and it would <laughs> ruin the scene. It would be like, oh, okay, we've stopped yeah. for a song break. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas this, so like, yeah, I then, buy this. Yeah, it's not like a Clooney and No Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> where it just goes, that is brazenly not George Clooney singing those songs. <laughs> what saves that is it's what whoever it is, I actually don't know who does it. It's an amazing performance, though. So you mm. kind of go, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, I mean, we talked about the whole bar singing along. And I was wondering, like, are they are they joining in because of what you said now? Or is it like, hey, they're drunk and want to sing, you know, <laughs> like people in a bar do? Or my other thought was, have they heard? <laughs> it's not just all the pilots in the bar, like we said. Have they heard Maverick specifically 
do this multiple times. It's become <laughs> his staple. And they all, though, oh, that's that guy who sings. Mm. <laughs> it could be. I think it's the power of the song. Because this, yeah. like, you've lost that love and feeling. It's like one of the, the biggest selling singles of the 60s. It was like, and this is, you know, obviously back in 86, these would, they all would have been kids. They all would have heard it back then. They all know the lyrics off by heart. Right. I think it is just like, yeah, as soon as they just hear it, it's like a siren's call. They can't help yeah. but join oh, it. That's like, a oh, good yeah. point. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm so weird with time because, you know, I was I was only born in the 80s. Um, but I still see the 80s. That's quite modern. That's quite modern. Yeah. But the 60s yeah. is like, oh, that's old. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I didn't imagine they would have been kids and maybe heard that. But mm. yeah, they would have. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a huge, huge song. It was, uh, it was one of the, the those of the Righteous Brothers, and it's one of the, um, you know, the notorious uh, pop meister Phil Spector's works, which is um, one of those ones that's like my dad was a musician in the '60s, and he has you know have one of those things now where it's like oh, absolutely loved all the work of Phil Spector, but it's just like yeah, you always have to have that little caveat of like obviously. Right, like roaming psychotic Phil, Phil Spector, but um, yeah, it was one of the, his real master strokes. Was uh, and it was such a such a massive, massive hit. Like it was, mm. it's a proper record breaking, which is kind of weird too. Because it's not one you hear often now, but it is like back then. I think it was just like you know, it would be like playing. It's like something back in like the nineties that would have been just like you know, "Kiss from a Rose" <laughs> would have been like. <laughs> It would have been bigger than Kiss from a Rose. And everyone, if you play Kiss from a Rose in a bar now, everyone would kind of go like, hey, and join in with it because everyone kind of knows it, right? Right. Yeah. But, um, but th that's the thing, though. So this choice of song, like, <laughs> I thought it's an interesting one. Is there any, there's any specifics, though, Brian? Like, is, it, is it scripted that it has to be? You've lost that love and feeling? Or was it a Tony Scott choice <laughs> to do this? Or? It, it, it was actually... It was a Tony Scott choice, kind of, because mm. it, it was just said a pop song to oh. sing, basically. But Tony Scott liked to listen to music on set. And this song just happened to be on his little, I can't say playlist, because we didn't have playlists back then. You know, it was probably on his mixtape. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. it played, and it's, it was one of his favorite songs. So they used that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, lyrically, it's one of the worst songs you could choose for. Oh, right. Well, yeah, it's, it's not really a wooing song, is it? No, it's but, all, it's but, all about the, the but, end days of a relationship dying. Like, it's like some of the lyrics are like, now there's no welcome look in your eyes when I reach for you, and you're starting to crit criticize little things I do. It makes me feel just like crying because baby something's beautiful is dying. Like... Yeah. This is to win over like the new romance in your life. You don't sing a song about like, oh yes, this is like an old relationship dying and crumbling apart. <laughs> it's yeah. such an odd thing, like, but at the same time, it kind of works. And it's like you could say, is is this, you know, is, does it work as some kind of metaphor for Maverick himself? Because it sounds like a grand, sweeping, romantic song, and then when you actually get into the nitty gritty, it's all tragic, and it's like it's you know, it's it, it's about the opposite of what it you know it sounds like well that that happens a lot though because there's a lot of people who at their wedding will play that um george michael song careless whisper mm. which is about oh, yeah. an affair right yeah <laughs> definitely yeah like, i mean like a, a minute 
That's hardcore Smiths fan back in the day. It's like, oh, they sound lively and jangly. It's like, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> every every lyric is like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But um, but because then Maverick himself though, he's got you know big cocky, overly confident, has everything sorted out, right? And then when things go wrong, he's like, no, he's like a scared, he's a scared little boy at the end of the day. Like he's just like he's a vulnerable human being like everyone else. So he has this brash, cocky appearance. But he's actually very insecure inside as well. Like it's, it could be that it's like it works as a metaphor for him in that way. That his choice of song would be something that sounds like one way, but it actually means something else. Um, yeah, possible. it's yeah, could be. But uh, I mean, if you were to read the, the you know, <laughs> any kind of um, you know, any kind of homosexual reading on the whole, like if it was a homosexual metaphor to be read in Top Gun. It could be like, well, it's, it means one thing. He's trying to woo a woman that he actually has no interest in because oh, he hasn't so... got that loving feeling. Yeah, he's he's heavily closeted, so like that's the uh, <laughs> it's like it works on that level as well. But I do always wonder like how much of it like the screenwriter said it wasn't intentional. A lot of it must have been intentional in Tony Scott's part because like even when the guy beside her, like like you know he's got the sunglasses on and the mustache as well, and wearing the, it, just, it looks like someone stereotypically from a like a like a from a gay bar and stuff but that <laughs> was a popular look in the 80s yeah mm. amongst like if you watch like the not Freddie just Mercury. the gay community yeah, but <laughs> it, it was a the, popular yeah, look yeah yeah, yeah. But it's um but that's yeah so sort of uh, 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 I, i'm fascinated by the rationale behind that song choice so you know you know, nothing's by accident. You know, Tony Scott could be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I like that song. I'll use it." But like, there must—I'm assuming there was much more of a like he. I would, I would hope that he thought about it more than that, at least. Was you talking about this guy right here with the mustache and glasses? Yeah, yeah, that's right the guy. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, guy? That's a, yeah, yeah. You remember when I was talking about that guy in the background a couple days ago? Oh, the guy who uh, with, uh, took the uh, picture uh, of the the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who that is? Oh, that's him. Guess what he's wearing? Yeah, different he's outfit. Wa- he's oh. wearing the dress whites, not the flight suit. <laughs> I was hoping that was what it was going to be when you mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. in the week. I was yeah. like, that's going to transform into the white yeah. suit. I know. It <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he had that on underneath and someone spilt their drink on him and he, he yeah. stripped off the flight suit <laughs> down, to, <laughs> down to that. Or, or maybe he's. He was talking to some girl and struck out, so he had to get changed so he could have a different look. <laughs> yeah. He still comes back with like, hey, you know, I took that picture, right? He's like, you said this to me like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you were the same person. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So he had to change the whole routine. He's like, oh, okay, okay. You never close your No, no, that guy, that guy just did it. <laughs> Damn it, they're all my moves. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these young kids? Get them out of here. Oh, that'd be great if the guy just struck out with Kelly and Maverick's like, hey, so you see that picture behind the bar there? <laughs> and that guy's behind behind her like, don't you try it, Maverick. Don't you try it, man. That's my move. <laughs> or she's just, Maverick tries that and she's like, yeah, that, that guy behind me took it. Yeah, he told me. Like, he told me a little while ago. <laughs> Damn it. You see the crowd right before the, the song ends, we're next to Maverick and Goose, you know, all the pilots singing to Kelly McGillis. The guy behind him, he's got this weird look. Like he's when he's singing and he's looking at her, he's giving her that the eye, like like maybe he's trying to hit on her without you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe if, if it don't work out with him, you should come with me. 
I always thought oh, that was yeah. I, I always thought that was funny, and then I found out that actually during filming, they were actually dating. Oh, oh. there you go. <laughs> oh, wow. And they dated for a little bit of time after the movie was finished filming. Mm. I don't know if this was actually <laughs> filmed while they were dating or before, yeah. but I just always thought it was just the way he was acting always made me think something's weird about this. And then I found out that they dated. So he's there keeping an eye on things, like making yeah. sure Tom Cruise doesn't get too close. Right. Can you just see the thing yeah. off yeah. camera? There's a yeah. hand and Cruise's chest is pushed on yeah. him back every yeah. couple seconds. You can sing to her, but she, you know, she's coming home with me. You know, <laughs> sing all you want. That is, that's even more overbearing than just the whole singing to her in the first place. Then have the boyfriend, the actual boyfriend, to be like hovering, like, okay, 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 like, back off, back off, man. And the guy on the right side of Goose, or Anthony Edwards, is John Simpkin. And his name is call, call sign is Schmex. And he is actually like one of the technical advisors of the movie. So if you ever see any of the scenes where their Navy people are there all together, the pilots and stuff, he is in a scene in that scene somewhere. Ah, uh, he's always lurking to make sure everything's right. Yeah, he's mm. yeah, he kind of worked with the coordinators with you know between Paramount and the Navy. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. something I did notice. I don't know. I mean, obviously, how do I how do I word this? It. I don't know. I've not been in the Air Force or the Navy or anything. Uh, and I know movie magic is at play. Of course it is. Of course it is. Right. But a lot of this movie. Um, came across very real to me. Like it felt like they weren't taking too many liberties with what you can do and what you do do. Yeah. It felt real. I thought they did a really good job with that. So that might explain why. If he's always lurking, <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. Let's keep this, keep this uh, grounded. Come on, <laughs> so just grounded. Uh, bad choice of words for pilots, but you know. right. Uh, <laughs> no, the whole thing felt very um, true for for, for Hollywood. And that was the point. It was supposed to seem for real, but they, but everybody, everybody in the Navy, if you talk to them and they say, it's not a documentary, it's a movie. No. Yeah. But if, and everything you see can be done, especially with the airplanes, you know, maneuvers and stuff. It's not exact. For you real. probably wouldn't flip some on the bird <laughs> while flying <laughs> yeah. upside down, but okay. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the vibe I got from it was, um, like, because some people do sometimes go, well, you know, this isn't realistic, that isn't realistic. It's like, yeah, but you need to, you need to take some liberties. It's a movie. It's a movie. Right. I, f I found it far more realistic than most movies. Like a, a previous movie that was similar to this, uh, released like four months prior, Iron Eagle. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know the one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kind of Lewis Gossett Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the the you know when you buy something off Wish. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, you want Top Gun, but you get Iron Eagle. Yeah, we have Top Gun at home. <laughs> Top yeah. Gun at home, Iron yeah. Eagle. <laughs> and I'll make that a meme and put it in the Top Gun uh, minute group there. Uh, I do enjoy here though that the song becomes like self-aware, like it becomes sentient. Like mm -hmm. even when Maverick stops singing it, the song continues, it keeps going. Like, it looks like it's gonna yeah. like. I thought that for a second it's gonna be like a turn into like a medley with Summer Lovin' because they start doing the dope. <laughs> Uh, oh right yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god it has just become a musical now 
Listen, I they come the back to like thing. two days time. They're still, everyone's still there singing. It's like, they're still, they're still going, but like it just blends all these stuff. Sang like 48 songs in a row. <laughs> but it was all melded together. This is all your fault, Maverick. You know, you don't yeah. come in here and start singing. But, they, yeah. they can't help it. But they only get to the do do, do do, do And then it's done. The song ends. Oh. <laughs> you know, it just faded away. Devastating. I like to see, I like to think they took it outside. <laughs> carried on for another 20 yeah, it's, like it's, yeah. it's a roam, it's a roaming cloud of song now <laughs> just going from bar to bar trying to pick up random people it's on a bar crawl yeah <laughs> i've seen that happen in Edinburgh. but yeah. just like more and more people it just gets bigger and bigger and then like one of the one of the things yeah. at the end they have to take out is like it's a it's a cloud of people singing <laughs> And when I say I've seen it happen, I literally mean I was in Edinburgh and Migs approached. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> oh. Every time they said the word Mig, too, I, I either thought of the Meg with Jason Statham. Jason Statham. <laughs> or multiple Migs from Silence of the Lambs. It's like... Oh, <laughs> see, I am, as, as listeners to Batman, it will know, I am, a, I am an amateur historian. I study history. And I especially like Soviet history. So anytime they mentioned MIG, I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And also, as a kid, I grew up playing a lot of uh, flight simulator games. Um, And my favorite ones are always the MIG ones. I think just because it's like, oh, they're they're like the forbidden plane. You're not supposed to like (laughs) them. (laughs) Right. It's like, well, if driving a MIG is wrong, then why does it feel so right? (laughs) I did also have one... um, Based around the F one seventeen A, was it Night Nighthawk? Is it Night a Hawk. stealth fighter? You know, right? Yeah, I had that, and that was a, that was another one because it's like, oh, that's the mysterious plane, the stealth plane. Ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I was slightly disappointed that it wasn't a megalodon that they were ended up. <laughs> if the end of the movie was them, but like, oh, it's the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the jumps yeah. out of one of the jets to like literally punch it in the head that's what the new <laughs> one's all about it's tom cruise taking on the megalodon <laughs> i didn't notice this after uh yesterday's minute well at the very end of yesterday's minute you see uh sundown which is the guy who grabs the microphone and starts singing again you know singing the second verse but he's and he's with the guy that's next to kelly mcgillis and they were, it looked like he was really drunk and he was feeding him a beer <laughs> <laughs> at the very end of the minute. And now he's up singing and doing all the second verse singing like it, like he wasn't drunk at all. I don't know, maybe it could have been part of his ploy. I don't know, maybe it's, it's that's part of his move. It's like, oh, yeah, you act like you're really plastered and then, but you're actually secretly. It's uh, I don't know. I like I'm I'm like I'm like to think everybody in there has their own their own methods. <laughs> it's a real nest of vipers in there. Viper man. <laughs> oh. Speaking of viper, we'll see him soon. Well, actually, oh yeah, of course, yeah. The uh, not to spoil anything, like the real life viper is actually uh, coming there too. Yeah. So. Yes, he is. But uh, huh. but yeah, yeah. I think I I don't know if I got, I think I might have lost yeah. my loving feeling yeah. for this yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Niall, John, what's your uh? relationship with this movie like when did you see it first and what did you think of it see i saw it i saw it quite a lot growing up because as i mentioned my my sister's five years older than me so uh she was the perfect age to get into this and what was 
good about this movie was it appealed to all genders, really, because, oh, it looks on the surface like, oh, it's a bro movie about planes and blowing stuff up. But there's the love story, you know, so it appealed to everyone. <laughs> everyone got on board with it. Yeah, she but was then... very into it. So I would see it a lot as a kid to the mm-hmm. point where I think it's part of the reason why as a kid I was like, I want to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> um, yeah. Never happened, of course. Right. Uh, but for years and years, I never saw it again. Never saw it again until you uh, messaged me. And I was like, I'd been thinking of rewatching it when you sent me the message. And it's like, this is perfect i because i love 80s movies i love i love cheesy movies i love war movies so the fact that i hadn't watched it again since i was a young kid it was like what is wrong with me <laughs> um and, and i did watch it again and i i regret the years where i didn't watch it i should i should listen to my sister <laughs> she was right damn it she wasn't right about my girl but she was right about this <laughs> You're talking about the <laughs> film, your girl, my girl, or your actual girl? Both. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, Niall, both. <laughs> yeah. But weirdly enough, um, I actually didn't see Top Gun until I was a teenager. Ooh. It was one of those, it was a weird kind of like gap in my cultural knowledge for like a long time where like people talked about it all the time when I was a kid. Like it was just one of those things that, oh, everyone knows Top Gun and I knew like Danger Zone from being the oh, song yeah. from Top Gun. I knew, you know, Take My Breath Away from being the song from Top Gun. Um, but I think it was only when I was like 15 or so that I finally got like, oh, yeah, I'll just get it out in VHS. And, uh, you know, because back then that's what that's all we had. <laughs> um, and it was, yeah, it was a real, I think even then though, it would, it had built up by people saying like, this is the greatest thing ever. And, even then, I had a kind of like this this guy Maverick. This is not my kind of guy. <laughs> I think I always had such trepidations about it. And then, yeah, and anytime I seen the sense, I was like, I just I don't like this dude. I don't like I don't like him as a main character. And not not to like you know tread on the toes of any later minutes and stuff. Like I don't even think you know. Obviously, he goes through trials and tribulations, and he comes out a better person at the end. But I was like, I don't think he gets it hard hard enough <laughs> like he's i think i feel he's so unlikable at the beginning i feel pretty bad kind of say this is someone who's doing it minute by minute but okay. i was so like turned off by the character i was just like i don't know man i think like meg ryan should be yelling at him and blaming him <laughs> for things i think like i think he should be going through a lot more hell for what happens than he does yeah and it's like um so i think that always stayed with me but the but at the same time, like I do admire, like the you know the aerial sequences in are freaking phenomenal, and it's like I do enjoy it as a Tony Scott movie too, because that guy had like, a great like visual style, and he's got a real like auteur grip on this. Like there's so many scenes where you're like, you could look at this and you would know it's a Tony Scott movie because like the, the smokiness of the rooms and everyone's sweating, and it's yeah. just like <laughs> yeah. it's like I know exactly like I one of my favorite movie of his was one of my all time favorite movies is True True Romance. And it's got a real like, oh yeah, it looks like true romance as well. It just has yeah. the same aesthetics and stuff. So from a technical point of view, uh, I do really enjoy it. I, I and like you know, a cultural point of view as like this you know intensely homoerotic oddity. Like I find it kind of fascinating in that regard. But um, but like in terms of actually sitting down and watching it, like I can enjoy the songs. So the songs are awesome. Right. But like I just that Maverick man. I just I don't like that guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, plus also too people if anyone knows me knows i'm a huge fan of uh 
the 80s masters of the universe and of course james right. tolkien showing right. up and of course, you're but wearing good James Tolkien representation yourself, Brian, with your Back to the Future shirt that oh, the yes, audience of course. can't see at the minute. But like, right. every time I see him, it's like, oh, it's Lupic from Masters of the Universe. Yep. Like, and, oh, uh, that, did that guy ever have hair? <laughs> Apparently <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, I always, I always think of Mr. Strickland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. is like, he's like exceptionally bald too. Like he was like, oh, yeah. look, maybe like the most, one of the most bald men who ever lived. <laughs> <That guy. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Outside of me and you, yeah, yeah. right. That guy's like, I, I don't know. I, th- I don't think a follicle could break through that head. I think that's just like, <laughs> it's such an impressive dome. But yeah, right. that was my that's my relationship with Top Gun. <laughs> I saw it in the movie theater when I was growing up. Um, quite a few years older than you guys. Well, about ten years older. So, mm. so I actually saw it in the theater with my dad. Oh, I bet uh, it would be it would be a great theater experience though because again all the action sequences oh yeah it's great or like they're incredible like it's yeah. just like oh that, that's that's like i, I understand the success yeah. just in terms of that like that's yeah. the, the incredible stuff they're doing but not yeah. like your crappy old iron eagle down the road <laughs> it's funny though because i really liked iron eagle when i was growing up too oh. I, thought, <laughs> I, I would i'd watch both of them i thought they were both great mm. but then growing up and then i was, i rewatched it i watched iron eagle and i'm like yeah <laughs> even though i liked uh i liked lewis casa jr and mm. i mean i can't think of his name now the kid main star in iron eagle no yeah. i can't remember that myself but uh yeah but yeah i thought i thought they were great you know yeah i mean then, the iron eagle defenders too is like well there's like five iron eagles there's only one top gun oh there yeah, was only for like one. 30 yeah, 30 yeah. odd years yeah. but until now Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It would be great if you finally watch Maverick and it turns out to be it's just a remake of Iron Eagle 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same exact movie. Uh, I'm afraid it's going to be a, like a remake of this movie. Just a remake. Way, it's going to be basically the same thing just yeah, in a different time. It's going to be the, what they, the, they call the legacy sequel. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, but now it's like you know, Creed, where it's like, I don't know. Goose's son is now the new Maverick and all this you kind of stuff. You know it's going to be like that as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was talking about Scream earlier. They've they've already addressed that as a trope in modern movies in the new Scream. <laughs> so hopefully now if it's become, people are that aware of it, we might start moving away from that as a trend. God, I hope so. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full.